Courage or crazy? Courage to get through life and a whole lot of crazy to survive life. Trapper, Teresa, and Cheryl, your ambassadors of Courage or Crazy. Sharing life with you, uncensored and unfiltered. Real life, real people, real courage, real crazy. Welcome to a new episode of Courage or Crazy. Um, today is, is a day um, of honoring and remembrance um, for one of our co-founders. And when we take a moment and, and think about life, um, sometimes it's our faith, our profession, our educational paths, or who we are as parents. But there's, there's always an origin story uh, for how things in life um, begin or evolve or create. And today, I'm really honored to introduce our co-founder, Cheryl Oliver, as we um, approach our February um, 9th um, um, podcast. Um, February 9th is, is a day that um, is, is, is our birthday for Courage or Crazy. So Cheryl, um, I'm going to turn it over to you, and, um, and we're honored to hear your, your story and the origin of, of Courage or Crazy here. Thank you, Trapper. So for the listeners out there who haven't heard our very first three podcasts where we talked about how Courage or Crazy came to be, a brief summary of that is um, my son, RJ, was murdered on February 9th, 2006. So we are now in 2023. And so we're approaching the 17th year of me being without him. And uh, so for any of you listening who have lost a child, I know Teresa sitting here with me has lost a child. We have shared many stories of those days, the birthdays, the anniversary of their death. It, it, it hits us hard and heavy, but one of the things that took us 16 years to come to, come to be was this little thing we call um, Courage or Crazy and the podcast. And now you, you know, we, we like to say we are big in our own minds and we hope to be someday. But the whole point of Courage or Crazy is to share stories with the listeners out there. And so one of the main things that I want to do is not only honor my son, RJ, but to remind people um, to honor the people that they have lost every single day. So RJ um, was 22 years old when he was murdered in, um, in a drive-by shooting or what they called a drive-by shooting, sitting in my recliner in my living room. Um, I won't go into the gory details of what my house became after that, but you can only imagine. That's not the, that's not the story of RJ that we want to remember. The story of RJ is we want to remember this young man who was extremely handsome um, he was a quarterback, um, and he played other sports as well. He played basketball and baseball. He was a pitcher in baseball, but he broke damn near every record in Michigan as a quarterback his senior year. So he was a very popular kid. Um, you know, I mean, he, he had a ton of friends and the, one of the coolest things about RJ was he remembered names and he remembered people. And so if he would have met you, say, five years ago and you walked into the room, he would have said, hello there, Teresa. Nice to see you again. And he would come over and give you a hug and give you that million dollar smile. And he just never forgot people and people were very important to him. And, you know, it, when he passed away, it was amazing to me the number of people that said RJ was my best friend. RJ was my best friend. 
I mean, if we're lucky in life, a lot of us have two, maybe three people in general that we know we can truly say have our backs all the way through life, defend us, defend our honor, take care of us, hold our secrets. And to hear that many people when he passed away say that RJ was his their best friend speaks to the testament of who he was as a young man. Um, so, okay, I'm already starting to cry. So if you hear me sniffle, I'm just going to apologize up front. So it is what it is. It's emotional. <laughs> I never apologize and, for emotions and anymore. <laughs> there's, there's no problem with sharing yeah. so, emotion. Exactly. Especially that's, with our listeners. That's what we do here at Courage yes. or Crazy. We've we've cried a lot in Courage or Crazy. We've laughed a ton. And so as RJ um came to be in his wisdom and he was always a mama's boy. He he didn't care. He would tell people, you know, like most student athletes and good looking men and stuff growing up, you know, they're like, oh, mom, don't hug me. You know, OK, you know, like drop me off a block from the school. And, you know, RJ was not that type of kid. He was like he would hug mom and and love on me in front of everybody. And he always brought everybody over to my house to introduce them to me. And my house was kind of like the hangout like it is now for all teenagers in the world. So he was just that type of person, well-loved, well-liked. And uh, so when he was murdered, of course, it it just created this monster, huge void in so many, so many, many hearts and lives. And it was just something that, um, you know, as grief happens, we can't deal with it very well. I mean, we're not taught how to deal with it. And I don't even know how you would teach somebody to deal with it because you can't even imagine the pain that happens during grief. We've all experienced it. And, you know, we've all, by the grace of God, managed to get through it. And you learn and you grow. And so throughout the years, I wanted to just honor him in everything I did. And I have failed probably a lot because I've made a lot of mistakes. But, you know, first and foremost, my I just always felt like he was my guiding light, like he was next to me and supporting me and loving me. And so that's what I feel every time I put the, I call them earmuffs, just so everybody, it's, <laughs> I know they're not earmuffs, they're my headset, but call them earmuffs because it's cold in this doggone studio too. So they do help warm my ears. But, <laughs> but so every time I put those on, every time I walk into studio, every time I start to post something on any of our social media platforms, it, it's like RJ guides me. And I know he is such a huge, huge, huge part of Courage or Crazy. And uh, it, it, we know that Trapper and Teresa and I have built this friendship. And I don't, I don't know. I would like to think that I would have chosen Teresa and Trapper out of any crowd to be my friends because of the people they are. But I'm not so sure I would be the person I am to choose that type of person. Mm-hmm. in Teresa or Trapper if it wasn't for RJ and losing him and what I've experienced. So yeah. he's just an integral part of everything I do, which means he's every every bit a part of Courage or Crazy. So flash forward um, years and years later, I mean, we all deal with grief as we do. Grief happens. We we honor him the best we can. We walk through that grief journey and we open the doors and we close the doors and we slam the motherfucking doors when we're pissed. And, you know, <laughs> we do all of those things we do on a grief journey and all of it's okay. So, and it's okay for me to use that cuss words 
talking about it too. So don't judge. <laughs> you know, don't even don't even don't judge. Even go there. The grief journey is yours and yours individually, and you can walk it however the hell you want to walk it. So, it you know, February 9th just became this day, and Teresa and I have talked about this as her those days for her precious Alex come <laughs> up. We've talked about them. It's like the days leading up to leading up to it are just so friggin' emotional. Like you, like this week, for instance, I mean, I found myself like I was just kind of agitated, like, and I couldn't figure out why. And I'm normally not an agitated person. I'm normally just like this, you know, I mean, like easygoing and, you know, and I laugh a lot throughout my day. And I just felt myself being agitated. Like the world was bugging the shit out of me. Well, just interrupt you Mm -hmm. real quick. I've been feeling that too. I think part of that I said club. <laughs> I know. It's I hate not that. a club. It's not a damn club that we it's want anybody to live in. No. Don't join it. But just knowing, I know that next week's coming. I know that yep. the ninth, that it's it's about to be. Yep. So my agitation mm-hmm. is growing because in your that's coming, which means my April is coming. Is coming, which is her birthday, which then seven weeks later is my June. Yep. And before that is your May. Yep. You know, and knowing that, and it does irritate. It does. It it throws you off. It does. It throws you off. So, I mean, it, it's just, you know, we talk about that, the leading up to stage, which is always awful. And then normally when the day comes, we, we wake up and we're going, oh, okay. It's just another day. Although it's one of those days. days unless and, you wake up and immediately you're crying oh of course. and then you're like yeah oh fuck it's one of those, those days. days we never know what to expect and so i i think I, I mean i have been uh part of compassionate friends for a number of years helped start a chapter in the verde valley it's all the process of healing but I think one of the greatest healing factors that has happened for me is, has been courage or crazy. It, it's just, it's like the conversation trapper, you remember it well, we had almost 16 years ago about courage or crazy and how it intertwines in our lives. And we came up with this crazy idea of sharing courage or crazy. And now, you know, we launched in January of 2023. And we've made it through a month and now we're into February of 2023. And it, I look at February 9th, I actually am planning to take the 9th through the 12th off and spend it with my family. And that's the first time we're going to be able to do that in many, many years. So, but you have another reason. I do. For February 9th. I do. Something else. Before courage or crazy. Yep. Something else. And I swear to God, this was the hand of RJ all over it. So in 2020, um, actually, I guess it was in 2019, my son and his wife then um, announced that they were going to have a baby. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, of course, I mean, I'm a Grammy. I love being a Grammy. I had my older um, grandson, Ezra, which, you know, is just the greatest. I mean, if you're not a grandparent yet, I I mean, it is the greatest thing on the planet, you know. And so I was so so thoroughly enjoyed my little E. And 
And the thought of having another one, you know, for Grammy to spoil just was amazing. And so shortly after they found out they were, were pregnant, um, Tony said that they had decided they were going to name the baby after RJ. Probably not use his, his name, but his initials were going to be RJ. And, you know, and we thought that was so cool. And lo and behold, RJ's birthday is May 28th. Their due date, original due date, was May 25th. So, of course, all of us were like, oh, he is, we found out it was a he. So he's going to come here on the 28th. It's going to be two birthdays. You know, he's going to share RJ's birthday. And we were all planning that. Well, life decided to change its path. Massively. (laughs) Yeah. So on February 8th in 2020, I got a phone call early morning from my son that his um, wife, the mother of my new grandson, was being airlifted from the Verde Valley to Phoenix to a hospital there because her water had broke already. And so, of course, I get in my car and drive the three hours and meet them at the hospital in, in Phoenix. And uh, so, well, as a matter of fact, I didn't, did I go that Yes, I went to the hospital, made sure she was okay, and then I stayed with a friend of mine in Phoenix. And I said, well, if anything happens overnight, I'll be here. I'll be close. So they told her, well, we're just going to put you on on bed rest. You're going to be on bed rest the rest of your pregnancy. Settle in. You're here for the duration, right? So I thought, well, you know, I'll just hang for a few days, give my son a break. You know, I'll hang at the hospital and just keep her company and do all that stuff. Tony, as we're walking to, I think, have lunch at the hospital, my son Tony said to me, he goes, Mom, what if, what if this little guy is born tomorrow? I remember that conversation yeah. with you. What if it was born? And of course, I immediately called Teresa because I'm about to burst out crying. I think I excused myself to the bathroom and was like, Teresa, <laughs> this can't happen. And I was like, and those were your exact words. This can't happen. This no, can't happen. No, I was terrified of it happening because he was only 20 weeks. It was only 20 weeks. And I'm like, he ain't old enough. He's not going to survive. And I cannot lose another member of this family on February 9th. I just can't. I can't. And I'm then, of course, as a mom, you're worried about your child. You know, I mean, it, it just was like, I cannot lose another RJ. They had decided on the name Rice and Jacob. Jacob is also my youngest child's name. So they the initials are RJ after um, Tony's older brother. And the Jacob comes from his younger brother. So what an amazing tribute to his brothers. Um, yes, so now you have this little guy looking at being born. Yeah. On a day. On a, one of those days. Which and the possibility, very strong possibility that we would lose him. Lose him too. Yeah. Yes. And I, I mean, I was just, I, I emotionally, I just could not handle it. I could not handle it. I, I just was beside myself. So Left the hospital, went and stayed with a friend overnight, and I thought, well, you know, they'll call me if anything happens overnight. And sure enough, I don't know, it was pretty early morning. They called me. Baby was, they were rushing her to take the baby to do a C-section. Well, one of the most amazing things about that, before I get started about what looking at a one pound, 11 ounce baby is like, one of the most amazing things about that is um, RJ died on February 9th. Um, I think the time of death on his death certificate was 1201 um, because the 
they, there was no exact time, obviously, of the actual death because he was in my living room when he got shot. And so they based it on the first 911 call. Yeah. So it was 12.01 is what they put down as time of death because hoping beyond hope that he died instantaneously when you get a gunshot to the head. That's your only hope as a parent. Um, so my daughter-in-law at the time and my son, when I got to the hospital, before I went down to see the baby and nick you, she told me this story, which, of course, was emotional as hell. She said that she was in the room. And she kept telling Tony, she said, Tony, something just doesn't feel right. I think something's going on. Well, the nurse came in about 1130, I guess, at night and uh, checked her and said, no, everything seems to be fine. You know, hold tight, you know, just rest, do what you need to do. And she said at about 1201, she got this really, really funny feeling. And she goes, I just know something is happening. This baby is coming. So she wouldn't shut up. She was incessant. Her and Tony were incessant about getting the doctor in the room, getting the nurse in the room. When the doctor came in to um, check on her, which of course this whole series of events of really feeling something happened at 12, it started at 12.01. Now it's shortly after that because, you know, they take time at the hospital to do what they're going to do. Yeah. His little foot was sticking out. His little foot. Yep. Um, so he made his presence known into the world at 12.01, which is the exact time we lost RJ. Um, so I, I knew that God was not going to be that cruel and he was going to save this baby. I just didn't know the journey he was going to have. So as I'm walking down to the NICU to see our little our little RJ for the first time. I mean, I was freaking terrified. I don't know any of you guys out there in our listening audience, if you've ever seen a little preemie baby in the NICU, it's fucking scary. It is. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I mean, that is the most scariest place on the planet is walking into a NICU. Yes, it is. I, I mean, it is. I was terrified and I, I, and I was walking next to Tony and Tony's quite a bit taller than me. He's like six four, a little over six four. And I looked up at him right before we got opened up the NICU room door. And I said, son, I'm friggin' terrified. And he goes, me too, mom. Me too. I, I, I mean, what, what more is there to say? And I'm like, okay, well, let's just go. Let's just go meet this little conqueror of life. Mm -hmm. You know, let's just go meet him. And so they did all the things, put us in gowns and did all that stuff, cleaned us up and and of course, he he was in the little incubator, and it was covered. Um, and they lifted off his cover. And this little boy, our little RJ, was like kicking and moving his arms around, and he was just like just nonstop little movement. And I was like. I mean, honest to God, I know this may sound stupid. At 50-something years old, I should know better, or maybe I should have Googled something. But, I mean, I was like, they can move at this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you not have children of your own? Well, I don't know. Were I mean, you never pregnant? <laughs> yes, but I, I don't know. It was just like I stood there in complete awe. Now, mind you, I don't even, I can't even think of a reference that only weighs one pound, 11 ounces. I mean, I don't know. What weighs one pound, 11 ounces? I mean, 
I don't know. What I I I mean, it seems like that seems like my pens I pick up way more than that sometimes. I don't know. So to see this 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 little little guy and he was just so excited about life it looked like. I mean, He's got all kinds of breathing apparatuses and he's got cords and he's got cords everything. Oh my god, he's, he's just got this shit going everywhere. And he did not give a shit. He's just moving his little arms and his feet and he's like, "I'm here, world. I'm here." And I just I I couldn't even I I couldn't fathom it. I mean, it just seemed like the craziest thing to me and then I just you know, I didn't want to cry and break down in front of Tony and because I know he was freaking out. And so I'm trying to be strong, but I don't know. I have, I, who, I don't have a clue of what to say at this point. Right. You know, so I was just in awe. I mean, just in awe. And the nurse, thank goodness, she went through like, OK, you know, we're starting to do this for him and we'll do this and yada, yada, yada. And at that time, we couldn't touch him yet because I. Again, if you've never seen a preemie, their skin is pretty translucent and pretty frail. So we couldn't touch him. I wanted to so bad. I asked if I could, and I couldn't at the time. And then, uh, so I, I went home and, uh, you know, got the daily updates, you know, the, the, the kids, like my daughter-in-law at the time and, and Tony, they were calling me and giving me the daily updates. And then the next week I went back up there. And uh, I was able to see him again, and uh, they they let me put my hand in there and touch him. And uh, it was, yeah. I mean, I had seen pictures all week long because I'm like, send me more pictures. So, you know, I was being the typical Grammy. You know, I mean, that's I was getting pictures all week long. Uh, so I got the, <laughs> I was getting the pictures, and I I, you know, was still in such awe, but. The first time, and I know you parents who have had preemies, you know this feeling. I mean, it's just simply amazing. Well, of course, holding our children who aren't preemies is amazing the first time. But when I stuck my hand in there and I reached my hand out to his hand and these little, little bitty fingers, I mean, they're so microscopic fingers almost, like he squeezed Grammy's finger. And of course, I'm crying because I think that's the most amazing thing in the world. And I just had this feeling of RJ washing over me. It was like in in that moment in time, I had our new little RJ <clears throat> holding my hand and I could feel my angel RJ wrap his arms around me. And I knew then in my heart even though my brain sometimes didn't convince me of that, I knew in my heart that this little boy was going to make it. Yeah. And then I didn't need to worry anymore, although I still did because your brain sometimes doesn't counteract with your heart. And I knew that RJ had given us this gift to make sure that February 9th was not tragedy. Yeah. That it, it was... It took him a long damn time. I mean, <laughs> this is not easy to pull off. It took him a oh long damn gosh. time. Oh my gosh, Trapper, can you believe that? What she just said? She's 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 not um she's not in her typical Cheryl mind at the moment. <laughs> took 
Kim Long enough? Well, jeez, well, mom. I mean, so what the, the, the hell? bitch can talk a whole holiday weekend and never take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> All right, both of y'all can kiss my ass. This is emotional, and I'm paying tribute to my two RJs. Okay, okay stop it. But you just called your I, angel RJ out. What I the did. I called him out. I'm. Well, he would expect nothing less. He oh would my expect gosh. nothing less. I, you know what? I, I mean, I have called him out more than once in his lifetime. <laughs> um, he's called me out more than once too. Let's be fair, because he's had plenty of reasons. All of my kids have had plenty of reasons to call their mama out too. But you know, I mean, it, it, the story of RJ. And the story of how he has affected our life and continues to, to this day, and our little RJ, we mostly call him Rayson, but in mama's heart, he's mom, uh, Grammy's heart, he's my little RJ. And then there's one other story I want to share about the effect of RJ in our life. For those of you who don't know RJ, um, probably most of you listening, his full name is Richard Allen LaFore Jr. He was born on his father's birthday. Richard Allen LaFour Sr., or wasn't called Sr. until RJ was born, of course. But so I don't know. I was hiking one day. And of course, I didn't get back, I couldn't get back to see um, Rayson because COVID happened and they wouldn't let grandparents in the room. So I didn't get to see him until 100 and I think he was a NICU 110 days, I want to say 105 or 110. So I was there the day they brought him out into the real world. I drove to Phoenix and got to hold on him for the first time. But so I didn't get to go there, but I was getting my updates, like all of us dealing with the COVID issues. You know, if you had somebody in the hospital, you just get the updates, you get pictures, you do what you can to see and feel and be part of what they're what's going on. But I was hiking one day with my friend Keith and we were way up in a mountain somewhere and my phone rang and it was it was Rayson's mom. And uh of course, I answered it because I thought something was going on with Rayson, of course, you know, and she said I ha- she was about in tears and she said, you know, I have to tell you a story. And I said, what's that? So she had gotten home with the baby and, of course, they set him up with NICU because there's so many rules and things you have to do. So you have like this advocate that calls and they check mm-hmm. on the baby and make sure everything's okay and do all of that stuff. And so the advocate called and uh, she said, well... Um, I'm just calling to check on baby Richard. And Ashley, of course, was taken aback for a moment, too, because of Richard. And she goes, well, his name is actually Rayson Jacob. And the lady said, huh, that's really weird. All of our paperwork says Richard. She goes, everything that came from the hospital, everything piece of paper I have from any agency says Richard. Okay. So once again, mm-hmm. RJ was like, oh, y'all are just going to remember me, I guess. So, you know, and now Rayson is turning three here in a few days and he is, um, well, let's just say he's a rambunctious little sucker. He has a smile that can melt Grammy's heart and most people's hearts, just like his his uncle RJ could. And uh, my son, God love him, and his he is now a single parent with not only my older grandson Ezra, but um, he shares fifty fifty custody of our little RJ. 
And my son, Tony, I can't even express to you how proud I am, not not only for surviving, getting this child into the world and doing everything he did to bring a preemie to three years old, but the fact that, you know, he honored his both of his brothers in naming um, our little Rayson. And, you know, I, I watch him the way he handles being a parent. And uh, I mean, Teresa, you know this, you're the same mm-hmm. way. I mean, Trapper, I know you're the same way. Our babies are, that's what we live and breathe for. And it doesn't matter how old they are. We are parents. We're just parents. And uh, Tony is that way. Does he drive me crazy sometimes? Has he made some mistakes sometimes? Absolutely. But the love I see between him and his boys and that just unconditional I've got you forever attitude that he has is just an amazing thing to see. And I know RJ would have been that same kind of father. And I fully believe that my, my youngest Jacob will be that kind of parent as well. Um, And as I always say, you know, love conquers all and uh, honoring RJ is my way of continuing to love on him and be a parent to him and uh, call him out when I need to. (laughs) But for all of you listening, I just, it was very important to me to share the story and honor RJ as we come up to this date, because as happy as I was, and and Teresa knows that we, we had some episodes and some struggles along the way, getting this courage crazy thing launched on January 1st, as we had planned. January 2nd. Oh, January 2nd. I'm sorry. It was January 2nd because that's my birthday. Yeah. But to me, it was January 1st, but it actually launched on January 2nd. But, you know, to to our listening audience, you know, whoever your RJ is, whoever it is that you can look into your heart and and you wake up in the morning, every morning to honor them, um, continue with that. Continue honoring those that have gone on before us. Continue to honor those angels. Continue to to walk the path and put them in everything you do because they are part of everything we do. And we have, you know, I'm sure you all have stories about how those angels have visited you and how they're part of everything you do. And I hope you have another little RJ too that you honor um, your big RJ with you know, in your life. And I hope that's the case. And I'm going to shut up now, Teresa and Trapper, so y'all can say a couple of things and maybe honor RJ in your, in your, the way you would honor him. And I know I honor Alex every year on those days and in everything we do here too, which is Teresa's little one. Um, Her little angel is part of this as well. And it's the one of the many, many ties that Teresa have Teresa and I have together as friends. So I'll let y'all guys talk now. Okay. Go ahead, Trevor. I, I Cheryl, I just want to thank you for sharing sharing that um with us and our, our viewers and listeners. Um, you know, sometimes we all deal with grief in many different forms. Sometimes we grieve the loss of a job or a friendship or a relationship or 
you know, in many cases, the loss of life and, you know, grieving and mourning something is, is a very hard thing to, to survive. And, um, so thank you for sharing. And, um, you know, I, I met you, um, after the, the passing of, of RJ and I've, I've always admired your, your courage to, to go on into the world. Um, you're an exceptional mother. Um, your, your boys are a testament of that. Um, you're a kick-ass businesswoman. Um, I mean, I've heard like you're a really great, like semi-amateur cornhole professional <laughs> as well. I mean, yeah, you, I, like, sure. I, I always admire your courage, and um, I know our our craziness has has connected us, you know, Absolutely. over over the years. So there's a hell of a lot of crazy. And um, today, with you sharing your 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 journey and and story of RJ and baby Rayson, you know, your miracle baby, um, I think would, would make, um, RJ very proud oh. and, um, really building that legacy and, um, to watch you over the years from that moment of, of time in your life to where you are today. Um, I know he's with you every day and <laughs> the, so the woman, the woman you've become is, um, someone we all admire in our communities. I mean, you're adored and, and beloved by so many people. So um, it's really exciting for me and Teresa to to be on this journey with you of Courage and Crazy. Oh, I wouldn't have it any other way. I picked the two perfect ones to share this crazy journey with me. <laughs> and, you know, to have friends that you can laugh and cry with, cuss with, talk shit with is um, an amazing bond. And it is. Um, when we started the discussion a decade or so ago, <laughs> I, it never entered my mind at that moment that what would be today was uh, in remembrance and, and legacy of, of RJ and, um, and we would all be connected, you know, with Ther Teresa can, can relate with the loss of life of a child. And um, so Courage of Crazy is a beautiful thing. It Who is. knew it would be what it is today? It is. All right. My turn to pay. Respects to RJ. Hmm. RJ, don't listen to your mom talking about how long it took you to do anything, okay? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, Lord. Wow. <laughs> Have you met you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whatever. It's taken a while. Um, it, on the more serious, I guess... I suppose I can be serious, although it'll probably make me cry. Right? Because well, we've shared a does. few of those in our day. It usually does when we talk I mean, about our kids. We're fine when we're being back and forth funny. Yeah. You know, like, RJ, it took you long enough. <laughs> right. You know, Alex, it took you long enough. Right. Jeez, could you listen to me just one time? Mm -hmm. um, when we get serious, that's when the tears flow. Yep. But... I have appreciated from the moment that I met you the courage that you showed. And we talked about that. That's what led us to this studio. Yep. Doing what we're doing right now. You know, you grabbing your phone as we talked about <laughs> in the narrative. Trapper, I found it. Right. The missing link. Yep. Exactly. You know, but I know that you truly do feel that he's there with you. I do. Every step. I know that I remember the day that you remember that infamous day we were supposed to be recording 
Mm. We're driving around like bats out of hell. Yes. <laughs> around Sedona. Yep. Yeah, I remember that day. What fun, though. I know. <laughs> but you talked about him that day. Yep. You know? And mm-hmm. it was that urgency. I need to do this. And you said it. And it really caught my attention. I want him to be proud of me. Yep. You know, I don't want to miss this deadline that we set. Yep. I want our day to be proud of me. So, I mean, congratulations on that. (laughs) And now you're, you know, doing this podcast today. And if this is a goal for me to do too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Yep. We're going to honor Alex too. But RJ, I know you've been around RJ, I know that you were with mm-hmm. me over this weekend when I had an idea that I'm going to mm-hmm. be discussing with your mom. As soon as this Famous last words important. amongst friends. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're going to segue just a little bit onto the words that Teresa asked me more than once in our friendship journey. And those words are? How brave are you? There we go. I've started asking <laughs> Trapper too. How brave are you? It is a requirement <laughs> if you are going to be my friend. Because there's going to be a podcast about the things Teresa has asked how me. How brave yeah. are you? And the how things she's asked me do. But I will tell you that you are, both of you, are such good friends of mine. You could ask me to do damn near anything. And I'm just going to say, okay. Okay. Let's go do it. Let's go do it. Because I know we'd have each other's back through it all, no matter what it was. If I was crying, y'all would wipe my tears or tell me to shut the fuck up and put on my big girl panties. If I was not being courageous enough, if I was having a friggin' meltdown, you know, I mean, I just know. It's funny because part, and I'll I'll go ahead and say it, Mm -hmm. because hopefully by the time people are listening to this, there will be something else accompanying this. Mm -hmm. And... RJ is. I know how big RJ is for you and your family and how he's talked about and memory shared and the inspiration that I think RJ wants you to capture Yes, is next week when you are up there. Absolutely. And video footage and maybe talk about the football field in the middle of the road. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that one. (laughs) It's a whole thing. He had his hand in that one, too. There's a lot, though. There is. And I think every time you step in here, I think that's what's really great about it is, yeah, RJ's here. RJ's here. He's a huge, huge, huge. He was a a huge personality and still continues to be a huge personality to this day. I wonder where he got that from. Trapper, (laughs) do you have any idea where he might have got that from? (laughs) Well, I kind of have like this idea that it might be our semi- it, it could be wrong. I, I mean, Cheryl, Cheryl, she's so quiet. <laughs> I know. And demure. I know. I'm quiet. You know, big never say what's on my mind. Never. No. no. Big personality. No. <laughs> but anyway. All right. All right. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you for crying tears. Oh, thank you, everyone listening, and especially to the two sitting here with me today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for honoring RJ alongside with me. And to RJ, mama loves you completely, and it's unconditional. And as I told you, as you hit the field, every single time, I am your biggest fan, 
and always will be. Uh, Trapper, and would you like that, to take us out? <laughs> to our loyal listeners and audience, we thank you for joining us for another episode of Courage or Crazy. Um, we know that grief, mourning, depression, anxiety, courage, and craziness exists in everyone's life. Please always feel free to reach out to us. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts. And um, you can always email us at crazy at courageorcrazy.com. Thank you for joining us. And we hope you have a day full of courage and crazy. Bye, everyone.